Hello everyone and welcome to episode 5 of Run Wild with Lauren and Bud. Today Bud and I sit down socially distant via Skype to talk about all things gear. Okay so we're gonna tell you guys about our favorite pieces of gear for running trail and ultra. Um, From top to bottom, hats, buffs, hydration packs, shoes, and everything in between, we're going to give you the rundown on uh, what keeps us going on the trail. So if you find yourself stuck home alone, solo on a trail, or uh, just need an escape, please enjoy the next hour as we go through our gear. Okay, guys, here we go. All right. Hey, bud. Hello, Lauren. How are you doing? <laughs> Good. I heard you and Jennifer just got done with a run. Yeah, we did. We ran four miles on the Cumberland Trail. And uh, yeah, Jennifer doesn't have a mic, so she's just smiling at me. <laughs> she's like, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. Uh, well, good. I'm glad. I uh, was not so fortunate. I got to run five miles on my treadmill while my uh, children, you know, ran rampant through the house. So that, that well, was good. <laughs> The ability to run is fortunate. Yes, yes. I take what I can get, you know. Absolutely. So let me tell you. So this episode, Bud and I are just going to sit down and basically just chit-chat about all the running stuff that we enjoy, the the things we use, the ways we like to run, basically whatever comes into our heads. (laughs) Absolutely. And obviously, Jennifer and I are driving off the mountain right now in my forerunner. (laughs) Leaving the trail behind. Right. And you're in your mobile studio. Right I now. am in my mobile studio hiding from my my children and my husband. I needed a, a little moment's peace. Here they come, though. My husband's hanging up all of his kayaking gear. He's going to be found kayaking. You. They found me. So, yeah, no. So, you know, it's funny. Um, about four or five years ago, I looked on Craigslist for a used treadmill because you know I got three kids at home and even though I'm not a road runner and I'm not uh I I hate the treadmill I knew it was a necessary evil and so about four or five years ago after my third child was born I was like I'm gonna buy a treadmill well of course if you look in the stores they're like thousands of dollars which is crazy so I went on Craigslist and I found one I kid you not for a hundred bucks okay it was an old, old, old Nordic track. Like at its time during when it came out, it was like top of the line. But someone had had this Nordic track sitting in their basement for years and it was unused. Okay. And so I gave him a hundred bucks and I got this, you know, straight from the 80s <laughs> Nordic track. <Yeah. laughs> but it, you know, it does. But the it's job. solid, right? It's yeah. solid. I mean, yeah, it's kind it's of solid. on its last legs now. It, you know, um, but I spent a hundred bucks about four or five years ago and I have used that treadmill consistently for like four years now. Um, I have used it in my training for everything that I've done, every ultra, every mountain race, because it has, you know, the incline option. I hate that thing, but it is the best $100 I ever spent because if I'm in a bind, uh, you know, my husband's gone from 7 a.m. in the morning till 8 or 9 at night usually. Uh, and sometimes I just got to run on the treadmill, you know. And uh, now that I'm, I've got my kids home full time because of Corona and then summer will be here. 
You know, I, I can wake up early and run before the husband goes to work. I can run at night by myself in the dark. But sometimes it's just easier to jump on the treadmill and get it done. And so, uh, yeah, you know, I know a lot of people knock it. But I'm telling you, as a mother runner, yeah. it's like an evil, necessary thing. And I just put on Hulu or Netflix on my phone plug in my earphones and go. And that's exactly what I did today. So, well, let me ask you a few questions about the treadmill. And I know I feel like I always get on my own soapbox or Ted talk about stuff. So I'll, <laughs> I'll be careful. So let me ask you, where do you have your treadmill located? Oh uh, man, I, my house is small. Okay. I don't have a dedicated gym or a garage. It is in my bedroom next to my bed. <laughs> so, does the treadmill have a place where if you fell off of it, are you going to smack into the wall or do you have some bare floor behind it? Uh, it's carpeted and there's floor behind it. Yeah. Okay. Cause yeah. I know a lot of people, they don't want to stare at a wall. And so they yeah. put their treadmills against a wall facing away from the wall. And uh, then when they bust, they're going to just collide into the wall and yeah. there's no, they can't get dumped off the treadmill. They're just going to yeah. sit there and tumble on the thing. <laughs> and I see it all the time. Oh, wow. No. So mine, the front of it is actually up against a wall. And so I, it's like I'm staring at a wall, but I just watch my phone. I plug in my earphones. And that is really the only time I have to watch TV. So if there's something I want to watch or a book I want to listen to, uh, usually watching is better on the treadmill. Yeah. That's the only a, time I get Put an iPad you know? up there or a laptop yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. You can watch it. Exactly. So that's, you know, it's a necessary evil, unfortunately for me. Um, it served me well, you know, and yeah. you don't need to go out and spend thousands of bucks. Look on Craigslist, find one, you know, that's set in somebody's house holding clothes for years. Um, and there you go. That's exactly what I did. So. All right. Well, that, that sounds awesome. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's it. And then uh, now, bud, how do you fit in your runs during the week? Because you work full time. You got three kids. I do. I so do. what do you usually do? So I usually run on the weekends. And then on weeknights, um, as you know, I, I was slacking off for a little bit. And then uh, I'm just getting back into it. So uh, Jennifer and me and the children will go to the high school track and we'll I'll usually do about three miles at the track mm -hmm. and uh when we can and it's just been recently uh since our oldest daughter is capable of watching the boys on her own we'll go trail run and so we, yeah, we really awesome. couldn't yeah we used to have to have a babysitter and now my daughter watches them and we're only about five miles from the trail where we live yeah. and so it's it's not very far and yeah uh, I love getting on the Cumberland Trail. Jennifer likes it. Um, mm -hmm. She's getting better every day. Oh, yeah. Here's something. Yeah. Tonight, she got her first major fall. And that uh, was awesome. Yeah. It so happened. She, did, she did not get hurt. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but, she, but this was her first time having a serious fall trail yeah. run. And yeah. so I did not get to see it. Um, oh, I was there. Was a, <laughs> that's really a good thing. There was a huge log laying across the trail. Oh, and no. You know, it's just instinct for me to just kind of step over it. You know, I, yeah. I'm not really jumping. I'm just like lifting one foot and getting over yeah. it. And I, I went around the corner. She never came. And then I started looking and then she's she comes walking. Oh. She, she was behind me. She obviously tried to hop over it, hung both yeah. feet, landed 
you know, flat on her face, oh. you know, had mud and dirt and leaves everywhere, but she yeah. was not hurt. Yeah. And uh, I got to say, I was proud of her. You know? <laughs> the first one's always the hardest, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, she's uh, had mi minor trips and stumbles, but this is the one where you, you bite the dust. Yeah. You know? you know, it's funny that you say that because, okay, the weekend we went to Black Mountain to run the, the marathon up the mountain. So, you know, we ran that race up and down in the snow and ice. And I took a little tumble here and there. But that next day, we went as a family to hike. And it was a dry trail. It had warmed up to the 50s. There was not a, it was not a trace of moisture, ice, snow, nothing. I tripped over a root and bit it. And I was like, oh. bloody. I mean, I was like, how can I run up and down a snowy, icy mm -hmm. mountain and be fine? And then I take my kids hiking and I seriously, it was like the worst yeah. fall I've ever had in my life. <laughs> yeah, short, uh, shortly after Jennifer fell on the log. I told her, I was like, look, I fall all the time and it's yeah. always at the weirdest places and it, it could be at the, the start of a run and everyone's laughing, yeah. you know? Yeah. The the trick is not to get hurt, just fall down and just get embarrassed and that's it. Yes, yes. And I told her, you know, I trip on rocks and roots and yeah. the the rocks are solid. And so when you, when you hit it, you can kind of get your foot off of it. A root, sometimes if it's sticking up and they're springy, when it yeah. catches your foot, it doesn't want to let go. Yes. And so, you, you know, if you're running and it hooks your toe, you're going That's down. That's what happened to me. Yeah, <laughs> it was awful. I'm like, how what, How did that even happen? Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately it happens. And, you know, I like what you said about earlier about the track. So that's one thing I always tell moms during the summer, especially when, um, you know, I'm always trying to get on the trail. But during the day, during the summers, I will take my kids to the local track. I'll bring their bikes or skateboards or whatever. Right. And just let them have at it, and I'll go do laps. Now, admittedly, I hate it. I hate running a, a track. But if you want to get in speed work or just, That's you know, right. some, like, some monotony and just Intervals. put on some headphones. Yeah, it's perfect, and your kids can play, and I run the bleachers when I'm there. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of another strategy I use as well, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I'm going to get back on my TED Talk soapbox uh -oh. here. But <laughs> at the high school track. Um, the ones in our area, they have just redone them. They are gorgeous. Oh, and so nice. they have the, whatever it is, chopped rubber tire. Oh, it's like spongy almost. Oh, it's gorgeous. Like, yeah, right. that's nice. So we do not allow children on there with scooters uh, or anything. Yeah, mine are not that No way. strollers, no nothing. <laughs> okay. It's just. But I understand just that. Yeah. Only running shoes. That's yeah, it. Okay. And so our, our kids, we make them run laps. And then ah. the, the beauty of one of these tracks is it has a huge concrete um, standing room only area near the, the football field. Uh -huh. And I think it I think it's for players or the band or something like that. Yeah. It's huge. And so my youngest kid can ride his scooter on the concrete. And oh, that's it. Nice. And okay. then they have like a sidewalk that's concrete that goes all the way around the track and oh. it's fenced off from the track. So he can't get yeah. on the track. And so he can play where we're running and he can yeah. ride his scooter or whatever they want to do there yeah it's it's really good so now bud uh before we came on for this podcast you were asking me what trail shoes i wear what what, what trail shoes i like should i talk about that yeah let me ask you again so sure. lauren what yeah, kind of trail bud. shoes do you like 
<laughs> okay, so I have freakishly narrow feet, like very high arches, freakishly. And when I, I say freakishly narrow, they're like triple A narrows. They're so weird. Um, and so I actually have a really hard time with shoes in general. However, uh, Solomon's, as we all know, most people probably know, Solomon's tend to run more narrow, uh, just the way they're built and the way they hold your foot. And so for me, I can get an almost normal fit with thick socks in a Solomon and lace them really tight. Uh, and so I use Solomon and I've run and I've tried every, probably every shoe out there. I feel like I've tried um, and I always come back to Solomon. They have never let me down. I know uh, for a lot of people, they don't work, but I started running in the Solomon Speed Cross series. Still love the Speed Cross uh, I use the um, the Sense Pro now. Mm. They're kind of more of a mixture. They have a little more cushion and less aggressive tread. Um, better for like, you know, 100 milers, let's say. And I, I like those as well. Um, and so I have tried Hoka's. I've tried Ultra's. I've tried um, Nike. I've tried just a, Mizuno's. I mean, everything that I thought would work for my weird feet and Solomon's they do me good. And uh, I just keep coming back to them. And so they are my, my shoe of choice. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think if you can wear Solomon's, that's where you need to be. Those yeah. are probably the best shoe there is. I and, mean, yeah, they, they do me right. And yeah. I have no feet problems. Um, and I, I actually like the aggressive tread. We're in the South where mm -hmm. it's muddy and, and rainy a lot. Um, and so for me, they work for me. They're, they're everything. Yeah. And a step up from that would be like the S labs or something like that. And yeah. Then you're yeah. Talking more money, but yeah. Solomon's have, um, real good durability. And that's something you yes. don't find in a lot of shoes. They uh, do. So then we'll talk about um, my feet. So they're the opposite spectrum. Yeah. Um, I can't wear Solomon's because I've tried them. Um, I really like them, but my feet don't fit in them. Yeah. And so I have wider feet. And what works good for me are ultras. And um, recently now I've switched over to start wearing topos. And I love topos. Um, mm -hmm. So here's one of the things, and I'm not really... Uh, trying to hit against any one company, but ultras feel wonderful right out of the box. Mm -hmm. They absolutely have zero break-in period. They fit my feet wonderfully. Um, a lot of people say that they're too wide, but when you have wide feet, they fit you good. Um, I've had a little bit of durability issues with my ultras, and, and I've had a few pairs. Um, I've had a lot of pairs, actually, but superiors are one of my very favorite. I feel like they're the most durable for me. They're the least cushion. Um, I've got six or seven pairs of those and each one has at least two or 300 miles on them. And I feel like that's about the limit of what those shoes can handle. Oh, um, wow. Okay. I had some temps, one pair, and they completely blew out. It didn't take more than 20 miles for them to blow up. Yeah. Uh, so they had serious durability issues. Um, Lone Peaks are great. I think that's one of the very best hiking shoes you can get. If you're going to okay. hike in a low top trail runner, Lone Peaks are the shoes. Okay. Um, they're, they're good for trail running also, but I feel like they do not provide me with enough um, support, not support, but 
when I kick my feet against rocks, it hurts. The, uh, the top yeah. the top of the shoe has no uh, real coverage, and mm-hmm. it feels like I can jam my toes against stuff real easy. But if you're hiking, you're not really going to be kicking rocks. You're just kind of stepping over. Yeah, them. yeah. And so Lone Peaks are wonderful. They okay. are absolutely great. Uh, I love Lone Peaks. Uh-huh. And then going up from there, you have the Olympus, which is wonderful. There, it's pillowy. They're thick. Um, the Olympus is the same durability. So, you know, you're going to get rips and tears and snags. Uh, if you look at the bottom of your shoe on the sole, if it's one gigantic piece of rubber, that's going to last longer than if it's mm-hmm. foam with little rubber inserts. Yeah. And so the, the ultras have multiple little pieces glued to a foam sole. That is not durable. It's yeah, not, yeah. It's not durable at all. I didn't it, know that. Yeah. So you you look at their shoes and it with a pair of, you know, needle nose pliers, you could probably yeah. rip them apart. Wow. Um, if you've got one big slab of rubber on the bottom, uh, that really doesn't happen. Now, yeah. it, it's possible that uh, in the southeast where we're going from muddy, wet, rocky, hot, and then stomping through creeks that really puts a strain on your shoes. Yeah. Uh, it's possible that in a, in a drier Pacific climate, maybe they, they last a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Alt- ultras are exactly comfortable right out of the box. No break in period. That is wonderful. But I feel like if you don't have to break in your shoe, they're probably flimsy. And, yeah. and that, that's one of the durability issues, I think. So ultras are going to feel good, but I just don't get as much mileage out of them as I feel like I should. Well, and and I will say that we've had experience. So Jim, who is my husband, who's doing this couch to 100 mile crazy Mm -hmm. shit. um, He he started in ultras and he had the same issue. His did not last a month and he started blowing out the um, the bottom, the sole of the yeah. shoe and he loved the way they felt but they just did not hold up at all for him and uh he had tried solomon still wasn't a good fit kind of like you, you were saying they just don't fit him and he's actually in hokas now um and loves them it's so funny because i had tried hokas and i feel like ridiculous in them but he loves them um and so it's interesting to, to some of the things you're saying, I saw with Jim uh, starting his trail running journey, not even doing high mileage, his ultras just didn't hold up at all. It was crazy. Right. And so let me talk about the topos. So I, I think as runners, we, we have like local stores that have stuff and we, we try and uh, support local shops. Oh, yeah, for sure. But you're, you're kind of stuck with the brands that are sold at your local shop, right? Yeah. So I can't find topos anywhere. Um, people were telling me about them at races and so forth. So I just had to do my, my homework and order a pair. And I got the Mountain Runners. Uh, they're one of the premium shoes that Topo has. So these are shoes that don't have zero drop. They have like maybe a three or four millimeter drop. For anyone who knows what drop is, it's the difference between the the height of your heel versus the height of your forefoot and that slant is called the drop and so the some shoes like hokas may have a 10 or 11 millimeter drop and so you're yeah. like standing on a heel 
and um, your heel is standing on a hill. Right? Am I saying that right? Uh, <laughs> it's sure, a wedge. But I don't know. Okay. I've had a couple of glasses of wine, to be honest. I, so yeah, I have this <laughs> uh, Stanley camping flask here. <laughs> that was handy. So um, ultras are known to have zero drop. Okay. Right. And right. so when you first transition to ultras. Um, a lot of people, their Achilles tendon is stretching and mm -hmm. you're just not used to running like that, but yeah. I'm a four, I'm a four foot runner. So I'm, I'm really springy and I, I really didn't have any stretch issues going to ultras, but I've, I've been on them for several years going to topos. They're wide in the forefoot. They're narrow in the mid to back section. So mm -hmm. it really grasps my heel good. So most people like me who have a, a wide foot, it's really just wide at the front. It's not really wide uh, around I your see. ankle. Yeah. And so you, you get a better seat in the topos. Okay. Um, when I first put the topos on, I was scared because it felt like they were way too tight. But it is a shoe that is completely, I want to say, 10 times more durable than the Ultra. And by that, you have to break it in. So the first uh -huh. five or six miles, it felt tight. And then... By the end of that run, I was tightening it up, and and so they uh -huh. had a little a little break in stretch period, and I feel right. like any anything that's high quality is going to have some amount of break in period. It's oh, a yeah. it's a comp it's so. a compromise in life. You have to, you know, my forerunner right now is hitting one hundred and sixty thousand miles. I don't think it's broke in yet. I think it still has some break in period. You know, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I'm not done breaking stuff on it. That's for sure, but. Uh, <laughs> The, so these topos, um, they, I'm wearing them right now. I, I ran in them tonight and I probably have 50 or 60 miles on them so far. Uh -huh. And there is no wear and tear on them whatsoever. And they just feel great. And so I think right now they're in the sweet spot. So yeah. a, after you hit about 20 miles, your shoe is broke in. And this is going to, this shoe is going to love you back for another two or 300 miles. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then you're going to have to baby it to get the, the last two or 300 out of it. Right. So I, f I feel like a shoe should last four or 500 miles. And, oh, yeah. You know, I do too. You know, they, they should. And I, I can't believe that my, some of my ultras have had catastrophic blowouts, you know, yeah. 30 or 40 miles in. And it's yeah, like, same for it, us. Yeah. You, you can't go past that. It's not like it's wearing out weird. It, or wearing funny or the, the soul is compressed. It's actually broken. It's yeah. broken and you yeah. cannot go any further because it's ripped in half or something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I feel the same. Yeah. That was interesting uh, because I'd always heard that, but then seeing Jim struggle and, you know, it's funny because like for me and you, we've been running for a while and we, we kind of have a good sense of the type of shoes that fit us and like the features we need. But when you're new to trail running, uh, it really is this period of trial and error. And so I watched Jim go through that last year, um, just trying to get fitted, getting something that feels good, uh, the right heel drop, the right amount of cushion, uh, something that was durable. It was really, it took a while to find what he needed. And so, you know, you always on like the big Facebook pages for trail and ultra, you know, everybody's like, what shoes are the best? And I think we could probably both agree that it really depends on you and your foot. Yeah. And there is no best. Um, there is no best. They all do something yeah. different. And I feel yeah. like even for me, um, as much as I love these topos, when we do the 100 miler, 
later in the fall, hopefully when things are back to normal. Yeah. My Ultra Olympus shoes that have 200 miles on them and probably don't have 30 miles left in them. Mm -hmm. I'm going to wear those for the last 30 miles. There you go. They feel so good. They feel so good. (laughs) I don't care that they're falling apart. That's right. Um, It doesn't matter then. Yeah. I, I, I wore them in the, um, Florida wild 120 and Uh I did, I did about 60 miles. Nope. Was it maybe seven? 65 miles or so pacing a friend of mine down there uh-huh. and I wore those and I felt like they were on their last leg at that moment and we went through swamps and so I totally cleaned mm. them and preserved them and I was like you know what I can glue pieces of rubber back <laughs> to the bottom and I can fix I, this <laughs> yes so I saved everything that fell off and I've sewed them back together and oh, I'm like they, they feel so good still it's like I I could just, when your feet are swollen at the end of a hundred miler, yes, the last yes. 30, the last 30 miles is not how you are the first 30 miles. No. And, you know, I've seen people wearing, uh, Chacos, you know, doing a hundred <laughs> miles because their <laughs> oh feet God. are swollen. Yeah. And, they can't fit you know, into anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, craziness. Now, now I will speak of this. So it, it is my only pet peeve. Um, I'm sort of a, a fashion kind of expert. And the, these topos are red and they came with, <laughs> yes. you're laughing at me. I know. I know. I you're, can't help it. <laughs> so they had yellow laces. I've written the company. They've wrote me back several times. So wait, 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 I've wait. Let's off. just Go stop ahead. here for our listeners. These are like these shiny red shoes and they are red, like all over red, like bright blazing red and they have yellow shoelaces okay now that might not sound so bad but if you think to your childhood who was a character <laughs> that had red big red shoes and yellow shoelaces and the but shape tell us. <laughs> okay but let me st- go further the shape of them yes. so it's it's narrow at the heel yes. and they're they're kind of long <laughs> and then they have a big round toe box so yes. They look like clown shoes. And so yes. these are exactly Ronald McDonald <laughs> color are. shoes. They are. Right. They're like Ronald McDonald shoes. Bless and their like, hearts. <laughs> so Topo has all these shoes. You can look at their, their line on their website. Gorgeous shoes. Beautiful looking shoes. Uh-huh. There's no there's no ugly bullshit hanging off of them. You know, there's no there's no uh, weird ass uh designs or anything like that Mm -hmm, they're mm -hmm. gorgeous but whoever designed this red with yellow (laughs) shoestring they they just weren't thinking that day or you know every other shoe that topo has is is a beautiful navy blue or black or gray and you know with earth tone lace i mean they're gorgeous and you know some of the women's colors and i'll I'll speak to this because uh i know you've said this lauren a lot of times the only options for the women are these bright ass pink or weird ass yeah, blue, purple you know, or teal. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, y'all want baby blue, <laughs> right? You want damn black with Nate yeah. or something. You want something that yeah. looks cool as hell. You don't want, <laughs> you don't want these candy color shoes, you know? Yeah. I get tired of the purple. Purple is like a big color for women's trail running gear. And I'm just so sick of the purple, everything. So hopefully we're coming out of that. I don't know. I know. I mean, when you're, I don't know what it is with, with these people, but anyhow, <laughs> they, 
They told me they're coming out with new colors. Okay, so well, that's good. I recommend the Topo Mountain Runner. It okay. is a wonderful, wonderful shoe. Okay. They're going to have new colors, I think. And they're going to have new colors, <laughs> unless you really love red. But, but yeah. you changed the shoelaces out, and that did. it looked a lot better. Yeah, I, I did. I Ronald McDonald Lee or whatever you want to say. Yeah, one of my one of my pairs of ultras that died. I took the laces off those and put them on here. <laughs> they're kind of blackish gray. Oh, and that's I sent, blasphemy! <laughs> I I sent I sent Topo the photographs, and I was like, "Look, look at these shoes, man! Look how they look." And look how they look now. And they they look a million times better. That's so now funny. they now they look like Deadpool. Okay. So okay. they're kind of like really awesome. Um, okay. They look good with mud on them. Uh, yeah, I don't like yeah. them bright, shiny red, but a little bit dirty red is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, good. Yeah. Yeah. So about the women's gear, I feel like some brands are doing better, but there will be seasons where it's like the only option of colors are just disgusting and i like bright colors i like girly colors but i don't want to be decked head to toe and be forced to wear only purple i remember there was a while that it's like all the hydration packs all the shoes everything was purple and pink and i like those colors it's just i i like to have options especially for shoes and stuff and so i feel like it's getting better and brands are getting better um but yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. I mean, you're going to have women who love the girly colors. You're going to have women who are like very anti-girly colors and then everything in between. I kind of feel like I'm in between. Um, but yeah, I just, I want some options, you know. I don't want to be have to choose well, between like purple and pink, you know. I agree. And I feel like um, with fashion or something like that, if, if you're a cool ass person, and I'm going to say that you are. So you've got, you've got your ink <laughs> and you've got your hairdo, right? Uh-huh. Do you really need shoes detracting from that? <laughs> That's right. No. From my awesomeness? <laughs> right. So uh, you're, you like to wear a, a headband or a buff or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, I do. And you, your shoes are going to take away from... And you right. you don't have any matching options if all you're stuck with is one type of hot pink <laughs> shoe. That's yeah. all you have. What are you supposed to match uh, with that? If you had black or gray or something, you could then have, wear anything else with it and it would look awesome. Yeah, I am a fan of earth toed colors for shoes and black and grays, um, which is harder to find for women. But I am a fan because, I mean, they're going to get nasty, dirty, gross anyways. I will say the last pair of Solomons I had were blue, a little too blue, but it was fine. Uh, and that, that, that was fine. Um, but yeah, you know, it's like, I don't know. I, I just don't want to be boxed into only pink and purple, especially for hydration packs. I liked the more, um, neutral, like gender neutral looking hydration packs. I'm not a fan of like purple. That was my first like hydration pack was purple. That was the only color it came in. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'll probably end up with a pink hydration pack or something. Who who cares? I just make the best out of it. Um, speaking of hydration packs, let's talk about those for a little bit. Um, okay. Because I feel like it's really similar to shoes because you still, you go on the forums, you go on the pages, and everybody's like, okay, what's the best hydration pack? And go. And, again, I mean... Whoo, what a range, because you've got range of body shapes, too. Um, you know, 
I've struggled with hydration packs, but I've, I'm seem to be finding my way. And again, it just depends on your body and your, the size and all of that. Um, so it's kind of one of those things, again, it's trial and error, I, unfortunately, and hydration packs are expensive. So it's not like you want to buy a new one every few months to try. Uh, but I'll tell y'all what I did, and I'm a little bit of a cheapskate. I'm not gonna not gonna hide it. My first three hydration packs that I ever owned were used. <laughs> I, okay. I totally agree. Do they that. They were used, and they were used. still in good condition. Yeah, they were in still good usable condition, but they were used. And uh, you know, on that sometimes on those big forums and and pages I'm talking about, you know, they'll have a buy sell trade link or somebody will post something I always stay on top of that I've gotten shoes that way I've gotten hydration packs and I really encourage people to try out used gear because there's some there's been times where I'm like whoa glad I didn't pay 160 bucks for that in the store like that totally did not work um and so and you can you know, and you can sell it again if you don't like yeah, it yeah exactly you know or keep it as backup and, and right. things like that um so I really encourage people, you know, running gear is expensive and I don't have a lot of money to throw at it. Um, unfortunately, like every penny I get, I do, but it's very limited. Um, and so I, yeah, I encourage people to trade, to buy used. And that has helped me enormously um, when it comes to hydration packs, but I still struggle. So you, I got a long story, but you tell us what hydration packs do you like to use? So right now, my absolute favorite pack is an orange mud. Mm -hmm. I want to say it's called a Versa pack, but yeah, I could I think be mistaken. Right. But um, so I, I could be wrong. But the one that I like has two bottles that go in the back, and then it buckles in the front, and it has two mesh pockets in the front. That it almost looks like a bra. <laughs> so now wait like, a minute. Okay, the ones with one the called? bottles are aren't those the Hydra Quiver, the double barrel? Yeah, yeah that's what you're it's talking a, about. It's got a Hydra Quiver. It's got two two bottles in the back. Yeah, yeah. But so I have I have a lot. So I have one that only has like underarm straps and and two bottles, and I have one that only has underarm straps and one bottle. Okay. And I I have this kind that has um two bottles in the back and it buckles in the front it, mm -hmm. it goes under your arms but it buckles in the front and it has two pouches oh, and, okay. it, and it, all it does is cover like your nipples that's it yeah it's so it almost looks it almost looks like a bra i don't know how <laughs> to explain it but it gives you pockets where you can hold stuff in the front that is my absolute favorite pack because okay. the ones that just go underneath your arms um sometimes it takes a while to get used to those mm -hmm. and it, and if you have two bottles in there that's really really full um you have to have it like really tight so it doesn't jiggle and yeah. then when the bottles get light um it's just it changes during the run so you have to loosen it or tighten it and um it just takes a while to get used to it, it always feels like my yeah. shoulders are pinned back with those um, okay. but i i love them because there's nothing in my way and they're so yeah, lightweight that makes sense and I like to, to drink out of a bottle when I'm running. It's easy to yeah. fill. Um, yeah. And when I run with Jennifer and I carry the double one, um, her I'm, I'm muling her. So I'm carrying yeah, hers yeah. too. And yeah. she doesn't like to carry anything. And I've, I've never worn one of those in a race. I've only done that training and stuff. Okay. And I just, I love the way they, they work. Um, yeah. I feel like if I'm in a race and it's something like an ultra, I have to have more gear with me 
So I, I have yeah. to have like a rain jacket or I have to have um, more nutrition. And so mm -hmm. I've, I've never wore one of those in a race because I feel like I have to have a little bit more space. Yeah. Yeah. That's what okay. I like. And so, I also have a lot of other orange mud. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you have know? some different varieties, it seems like yeah. I've seen. Yeah. You know what? So, I, I yeah. want to say I, I have their entire product line. You probably do. I feel like you I might. do. <laughs> Maybe it, you should it, rep them, bud. <laughs> it took about two years to acquire it all. That's funny. You know, just buy one here or there. And, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I've only bought like one or two used ones, and all the others were brand new. And I just... Oh, wow. Every couple of two or three months i treat myself to something I don't know. <laughs> a new orange but uh, well but here, go, no, ahead. go ahead no go ahead well i was going to say the their smallest uh pack god what is it called that it has, I, yeah i know what you're talking about it has one liter the bladder's yes, only one i liter. have one of those yes. yes i have two of those i have one that that has a couple extra pockets and one that just has the bladder pocket Yes. And it's so lightweight. It only carries a liter. Yeah. And I love that thing. I absolutely love it. So the very first hydration pack I ever got, this was four or five years, five, six years ago, before I was running ultras, was an uh, orange mud, the single barrel, the Hydra Quiver. Like you were talking about the double barrel. Yeah. It was just their, first, it was their original one. They had, they were a newer company, I guess. Um, <clears throat> and it was the single bottle, not a bladder, that hangs in the back. And I loved it. Um, and, of course, it only worked for shorter races or training runs. Um, but, yeah, I was a fan. And then when I needed more, like you said, I needed – I was started training for an ultra. I needed more pockets for nutrition, rain jackets, needed a bladder that could hold more. I tried the um, Ultimate Direction, the Jenny, the – uh, yeah. What was it? The Jenny Vest, Vestra, and it, Vest, and it's purple, Adventure right? Vest. Yeah, it's purple, bright purple. I, that's the one I bought used. Somebody had bought it, did not like it, used it a couple of times, and I bought it. And uh, I still have it. I use it as like a backup pack when I my others are too nasty to even like put on my body. <laughs> and um, it is worn out. Like I will not do a race in it or a long training run because it chafes me now. But for the first like year or so that I had it. Uh, I did all my first year or two of ultra running in that pack and it worked well for me. I, I like the fit. So for those who don't know, I am a uh, very, uh, generously endowed up top, <laughs> let's say. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I've got a lot up top, let's just say. Okay. And, uh, finding a vest that fits around those suckers is really difficult. And so the Jenny, Seemed to do pretty well. Uh, when that one wore out, I tried a Nathan. I have a black Nathan that also holds a two-liter bladder. It's for running ultras. That one actually feels pretty good. I like the way it sits better. Um, I feel like it sits better on me. Uh, and it's a pretty good pack. And I have also what Bud has, the um, small orange mud with the one-liter bladder which is nice for summer running um and all of them you know they do pretty good uh i will say for our fast packing kind of journey where we did scar i bought a unisex or i guess it's just men's not necessarily mm -hmm. unisex but the men's fast pack this was right before nathan 
or somebody came out with a women specific fast pack. They, I could only find like the, the men's and I bought a men's fast pack, Nathan, and it worked beautifully. It really did. Um, I think because I am so large on top that it just, it worked for me. Um, and so I've been impressed with Nathan lately. I've got their fast pack. Um, and that's the, the two liter hydration pack is what I use for training on long runs right now. So I'm pretty happy with them. I'm about to try a Solomon, the ones they've just come out with, um, that were for women specific. They used to always be unisex, the Solomon like Mm. advance. They have a women's cut now. Um, so I'm going to give it a try perhaps in the coming months. We'll see. So again, it's trial and error though. You know, I mean, um, None of them fit me perfectly around the, the top, um, but it, it really is just trial and error. It is, unfortunately. Yeah, I think at SCAR, I used the Ultimate Direction Fast Pack. It was like a 15 liter, maybe. Yeah, that's and what the Nathan was that I used. Yeah. I think they're similar, yeah. Yeah, I liked it pretty good. And I have um, like an Orange Mud 12 liter and like an Orange Mud... 15 or 20 liter. I don't remember what size oh, wow. it is, but they're, okay. they're both fast packs. And, um, Jennifer's wore one of those and, and I wore one. We went actually in a Unicoi gap trail and that's yeah. part of the Appalachia trail uh-huh. system. I think we, she took me there on my birthday last year. Oh, I remember and, that. Yeah. And, uh, I think I bought those packs sometime before that and we tried them out there. And I, I wore the, the smaller one. So I, I, forgive me, I don't remember, but one of them's orange, one of them's black. And I think it's a 12 liter and it's an orange mud, 12 liter fast pack. They, they market it for everything. You could trail run in it. You could, you know, hike in it. You could mountain bike in it. You could do all these things. And I've wore it in several big races and I wore it down in, um, the Florida wild One Twenty. I oh, wore okay. it um, sweeping 100-mile trail. I wore it sweeping the Pinhoti, and you can hold a lot of stuff in there. I, I wore it when we did uh, um, Black Mountain. and so when Oh, gonna, okay. Yeah, that one yeah. did hold a lot. Yeah. Yeah. When you're going to shed, it, it, it breaks down to nothing. It, fold, it, it squeezes down to nothing if you don't have anything in it. And I, I had nothing in it all day. It was just the, the bladder. And mm-hmm. I, at all the aid stations, I had the two liter bladder. I never filled it at all. I just drank from that all day. And yeah. then, of course, that was going up the mountain. Coming down, you know, we had uh, beverages coming down. We had adult so, beverages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it was not a hot day, so we didn't have to keep yeah, refilling yeah, anything. Yeah. Uh, it was a cold day, actually. But when we got <laughs> off the mountain, cold. yeah, man, I had the rain jacket. I had the insulating yeah, layer. Yeah, yeah. You did strip um, down and put I it had all in your two pack. or three heavy layers, gloves, mittens, yeah. toboggan, every uh, knit hat, but yeah. we call them toboggans. Well, all yeah, that went, yeah. all that went in the fast pack. Yeah, and I do remember that. That seemed like it really served you well. It did. Yeah. Um, so talking about hydration, something that we have in common, Bud, is that we approach our hydration similar. Now, I will say when I first started trail running. Um, I, you know, you do what everybody says you're supposed to do. And that was tailwind. Everybody's like, oh, you know, real trail runners drink tailwind and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, I'm a, I'm an ultra runner now. I got, I got to train with tailwind. Now there's nothing against tailwind. People love it and use it. Um, 
But I learned again through the, you know, life (laughs) trial and error that uh, I can't do flavored sugared up hydration drinks. I tried noon. I tried tailwind. I tried all sorts. And, um, you know, if you're doing anything like a 50 K or over, I can't stomach it. And I have a strong, I feel like I have an iron stomach, but during the summer, when you are taking in so much of those drinks, I mean, it just makes me sick. I will never forget. Do you remember when we did the hottest day of the year? We went and ran the stump jump trail and it was like 99 degrees outside. It was July, you know, high humidity, high heat. Mm -hmm. And we had chugged so much and I was so proud of myself chugging tailwind all day. And as soon as we got done running, I got in my car and started to drive and I had to pull over to just like throw up and it was horrible. Mm. Uh, and so that was the day I learned that I can't do, um, you know, all of this chugging for hours on end of hydration mixes. And so um, I think you were the one that introduced me to the salt tabs. Oh, yeah. Salt you stick have, t- yeah. You, you, you have to have salt tabs. Oh, man. they I tell you, since that day, I've never drank another hydration mix. You know, I might have a bottle of Gatorade or something during a race. Uh, but I do. They work beautifully. Uh, I got rid of headaches after running. Keeps me hydrated. Just the little, I order them off Amazon. The little salt tabs. Was it Salt Stick Company? Salt or is it Stick. Yes, correct. Salt Stick. They make these little things called salt tabs. Now they have even have chewable ones. And right. uh, I'm like in the dark here. Sorry, bud. Sorry. Uh, so, um, and they are great because you just drink water (laughs) you don't have to mix Mm. anything you don't have to buy anything you just drink water and pop a salt pill depending you know every so often depending on how hot it is or how much you're running and how much water you're consuming and so my advice to people is to get off the hydration drinks and mixes and use some type of salt pill supplement it is just so much easier and so much gentler on my digestive system. So I don't know, but if, yeah, what experience think, you've had. Um, I don't want to call that kind of stuff a gimmick, but basically it's it's calories and it's yeah. maltodextrose or God knows what and, and sugars. Yeah. And they it may have some salt in it that's supposed to help you with your electrolytes, but um, you can basically drink water, which your body needs, and salt electrolytes because your body's losing those through sweat and through training you have to learn what you need to put into your body you know you have to you have to learn how your body reacts at certain loads and i guess um you can judge it by like me i'll take um maybe two salt pills an hour and yeah uh in the winter time maybe one salt pill every two hours you know exactly i'm not not really sweating and you exactly. just have to, you have to learn your body. And so like tonight I took nothing because we were only yeah, out like an right. hour and a half. We sweated like crazy. I'm still sticky, sweaty right now. It was almost 80 degrees. It felt I good. Know, it I felt know. so good. But tonight was not what I call a long run. We did four miles and right. you know, we walked at least a mile and a half of that, you know? Yeah. And, um, it, it wasn't really strenuous, uh, as far as what I'm used to. And I feel like for me, I would rather than have one of these uh, fruity, sugary drinks mixed up, I'd rather eat uh, candy. You know, I'd rather eat 
I'd rather pop jelly beans or Sour Patch Kids and eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich while drinking pure water. Because I think when you you have a a hydration bladder just full of that sugary drink, I think you need another option. You need to have some other bottle that has pure water in it. Or maybe it would be better for you to have um, a small bottle that has a super rich sugary drink in it. And then your bladder just has pure water. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to use that strategy. I would in my upfront pocket, I would have like a, um, you know, a flask of concentrated Mm -hmm. uh, hydration drink. And then my bladder would always be water. But I just found, like you said, my body and I think a lot of people and obviously not everyone's the same, but a lot of people do better drinking straight up water, salt pills and real food. That's my, you know, for especially if you're doing 100 I mean, I know people do it on gels and, you know, hydration drinks. Um, but for me, I just know myself. And, you know, once I get to mile 50, I'm force feeding myself anyways. Um, but I do a lot better with real food, salt tabs and straight up water. I just handle it better and I feel better. Um, and so I have people asking all the time about that. And I've actually gone away from gels um Jim always gives me a hard time he hates the gels and the goose I always use them even in 50 milers 50ks uh kind of to supplement everything because it's easy and quick but even now I've moved really far away from that and just gone straight to real food uh I just feel better I just do better I don't know yeah I think um gels are just uh calories you know they are Um, yeah it's concentrated sugars with salts and flavorings and other things like that. And, um, you could, you need to have calories going in and you can get them from your food. And I think some people, solid food doesn't work for them. Yeah. You know, for me, it it works great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think that comes back to, it's, it's funny watching my husband. Um, he is, Oh, bud, I lost you. Are you there? I'm, I'm coming back. Okay, he's coming back. I lost him for a minute, you guys. <laughs> you can hear me, right? I can hear you. But yeah, okay. it's funny watching Jim. He's in the early stages of, you know, his ultra training. And so he's just starting out getting a, a base uh, of running. And, um, you know, he has ideas in his head about how things will work and how he'll do food and hydration. But he hasn't really had the chance yet to test it out. And he will soon. Um but it's, it's interesting because when I was in the beginning stages, I didn't really have many people to tell me, oh, you know, try this, try that. I was just reading online, trying to figure it out. Um, but it really, you can't figure it out until you're in it, until you're running your first 50K, your first 50 miler or your, you know, adventure track. Like until you're in it, it is so hard to to predict what your body will need so it's interesting listening and seeing my husband in those beginning stages um and I get to you know I'm guiding him but of course he's got his own opinion so we'll see you know his body's different than mine so who knows um but yeah so it's interesting to see other people just starting out and so I like to tell people what works for me just so they have ideas but it's just like shoes and hydration pack you know what works for somebody might not work for everybody so yeah I I totally agree and uh so what's your take on trucker hats 
You know, I only run in hats if it's raining to keep the rain off my face. I'm a buff person. If you see me, I have short, crazy hair and, uh, you know, I just like stick a buff on my head and it kind of just, I don't know, the sweat just sticks to it instead of running down my face. Um, and I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not a hat person, but I like a good trucker hat if it's raining. So if it's raining, you'll see me in a trucker hat. If not, you'll see me in a buff. Um, yeah, I don't know. What, I know Bud's always, you're a hat person. You're always <laughs> running in a hat. But I'm not, okay? And, uh, you know, it just depends on the weather. So I have to have a trucker hat. I love trucker hats. <laughs> um, I'm very particular about them. I do not like low crown hats. I want them uh-huh. to look like what my grandpa used to wear. You know, something, <laughs> so, something, you know, like an old man trucker hat. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be, you know, the front foam has to be flat and it's got to stick up and, you know, look all boxy like yeah. some, some dumbass thing you got at the gas station, <laughs> you know. And I, I don't like the ones that are shaped like your head that are yeah, low fitting yeah. and like, and I don't like the ones that have, um, really curved bills. You know, I don't want to look like a damn Saudi Daisy redneck in my trucker hat. <laughs> like I'm fishing. I want to look like some idiot truck driver from the 1970s. That's what I have to look like. You want to look like a trail runner. <laughs> That's right. Tacky as yeah. hell, you know? I agree. And, uh, if I'm going to wear a hat, I like the trucker hats that you're talking about. Like, if I have to, that's that's the kind of hat mm-hmm. I want to run in. I got some breathing room, and it's not, like, suction yeah. to my head. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I'm I a like. buff person, and let's see. What else? Uh, like, I, okay, besides my buff, always run with a Sunto. And I know there's a lot of people that hate Suntos because of the, um, let's just say that getting it to pair with your phone and the app and software is not the greatest. And I will be the first to admit that. Um, however, I do like my Sunto. I like it. Um, and I'm, I have been converted to Sunto over Garmin, I will say, and so I know I, that's a touchy subject. I started with a real inexpensive Sunto back in like 2016 and then I went to Garmin. I've got a bunch of old Garmin's and stuff. My wife uh-huh. and kids play with them and stuff. I've got a Sunto Nine Borrow, and okay. I've had it. I've had it for about a year now. I absolutely love this watch. I absolutely love it. And no, it's not been a year. I bought it like right after we did Scar. That's right. Yeah, I remember that. So not quite a year yet. Yeah, not quite a year. And yeah. this watch has a super long battery. Yes, um, that's why that's, I bought mine. Yeah. Yeah. Suntos can last and they that's that's their forte, I think. Is, yeah. Yeah. Um, you can go 200 hours if you set put the settings correctly. Yes, you know? exactly. Or, exactly. And, or you can just on regular mode get 20 hours out of it full yeah. blast, you know. Yeah. And with all the features and 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 on the fly, you can change the power settings and extend the battery and um, standby mode. I, I maybe charge it once a week. Yeah. I don't even I don't even realize how how often I charge it, but uh, and it charges quick. Um, yes. But I've used this thing in uh, I used it in the Lake Tahoe 200 and I used it in the Florida Wild 120 just pacing people. But I did a lot of miles there 
and you know it would last um one of the stints was maybe like a 50 mile stint 54 miles in a row and um it lasted the whole way and i had yeah. you know days in between different running sections and uh uh it, it lasts a very very long time yeah and i, I, I love mine I love, I love mine too. And it, yeah. and it syncs pretty good now with the software okay. they have now. Yeah. They've it's, got a new software, um, yeah. and all of that. And so I, I, you know, I feel like it's better, but I'm a fan. I have the Ambit three, the peak Ambit three, whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the name. And I bought it because it can be used as for mountaineering, which I'm hoping to, to get into doing more legit mountaineering. Uh, although, we had a trip planned for June to the North Cascades to do some mountaineering and some on some glaciers. And that's probably going to get, you know, pushed back now. Uh, thank you, Corona. And so but when I first bought the watch, it was with the intention of Jim, my husband. Uh, he's a whitewater kayaker. He can use it uh, for his journeys. And then we can use it for mountaineering, climbing mountains, hiking, um, and then, of course, running. And so that was my intention. But now uh, Jim has his own GPS watch, so he doesn't need mine anymore uh, now that he's a bona fide trail runner in his own right. Um, but yeah, but I've, I've been super happy. I've had mine for a couple of years now. Gosh, maybe several years. And I'm super happy with it. Um, so, yeah, I used to, like you, use Garmin. Um, but I, yeah, I'm happy with it. But it's interesting because there's some diehard people out there you know usually when you find something that works if you're like me when you find something that works it's like don't change it i'm a creature of habit if it works yep. and i know it works i'm just gonna stay with it that's why i run only in solomon's and that's why i wear only my sunto and i have my favorite buffs by the way i've never paid a penny for a buff if you go to enough races and retreats <laughs> you'll get them and, yeah. and volunteer activities and sponsored stuff you will get more buffs yeah. than you ever dreamed of so that is the good thing um yeah so and the other thing that people probably see uh if you ever see a picture of me running i'm always 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 in a skirt um and i love my skirts and you'll just have to pry the skirts off my dead cold body because if you see me running in something that's not a skirt, that's like an emergency and you should be running too, I guess. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I love running in my skirts. They're the best. They, they have compression shorts underneath with giant pockets and then cute little skirts that cover your booty. If you're like me, I'm a curvy lady and uh, I just like having, they're, they're fun and I feel like contained and, and cute in them. So I love my skirts. That is what, and it's funny. It's funny. Uh, if you know me in real life, I'm not girly at all. I never wear dresses. Uh, my husband makes fun of me because I don't ever, ever wear dresses, skirts or anything. But when I run, I wear a skirt. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what that's about, but I, I love them. They work good for me. So that's, that's my spiel. I know. Uh, well, and for people who don't know this, the sports skirts have um, the the shorts underneath it. So it's modest, yeah, right? Yeah, they're built in. So yeah. They're, well, they're, they're mini skirts, but they're shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Compression it, I shorts. love the compression. I mean, let's face it. I'm 39 years old. I uh, had emergency C-section. I'm a curvy lady. I need some compression to hold all this in and in one place. Um, and so they do that, you know, they're awesome and they make me feel good. 
Um, yeah, so skirt sports is awesome. But I, I saw a post, I'm not going to lie, uh, I saw a post that a younger trail running lady had put up in one of the big groups. And she was like, how come it's only like the older, middle-aged women who wear skirts and i was like wait a minute like no you didn't (laughs) no you didn't and then i had to stop and be like oh yeah i am like you know an older woman i guess (laughs) in terms of compared to a 20 year old i don't know but that's like a big moment of realization like crap she's right um but i I love them they are awesome um yeah so if you see me running it'll always be in a skirt because they're just awesome um but yeah i don't know what other gear what have we left out bud probably quite a few things i know we've been going for over an hour oh have we okay we'll have to to reel it in and wrap it up let's reel it in we gotta save some for next time that's right well we went head to toe okay so maybe that helps somebody out if they're looking for gear um if you want to chat more again i'm a busty lady i'm a little uh round in some places so if you want to know what gear works for me i'll be happy to share but maybe maybe this helps somebody out um yeah okay bud well I'm going to get into my kids. I've been at home yep. with my kids all day. So this was a much needed break. Uh, and I know you probably want to go take a shower after your run. That's right. I'm, I'm yep. nasty right now. Okay. Well, I'm going to go in and have a glass of wine, bud. You have a good night. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Right. See you, bud.